Welcome to the CCM Deep Dive Podcast as we go song by song and story by story through some of Christian music's most influential albums with the artists who created them. It's time to grab your coffee and settle in. Let's go. standing in front of the microphone and we hit a pause and we're rolling back the tape and I say to him what did you just do and he says what I said what did you just do I don't know what did I just do welcome to over me the fourth song on Whitehart's 1989 album freedom and the song that keyboardist Mark Gershmo once called the most worship-filled song that Whiteheart did. Like several songs on this album, producer Brown Bannister rented space at the Nashville Cartage and Sound for the writing and recording of Over Me. Mark came in with the idea and then showed it to guitarist Gordon Kennedy. And once again, clear memories, MCS. Over to my right, this guitar player starts playing a riff, and, and it's like, what is that? You know, because he hadn't brought that yet. And and literally, gosh, Gordon, was it like 15 minutes? We had the melody. We had the sketch of where that was all going. But, you know, the massive riff maker. And just that is so signature Gordon Kennedy, that that particular thing that is on the, the riff and the lead in of, of it is so Gordon Kennedy. <laughs> but then it just, I, you know, it, that's just where the intuitive sense of a song starts to come in. It led to that place, and the openness of where the chorus ended up is it felt like that shower. It just felt like the shower of the Lord pouring himself into us, on us, and we gratefully receiving it. You know, that's uh, the, that song came almost effortlessly, and that's where I just feel I, it's, it's worshipful to me even now. It was worshipful at the end of the Whiteheart 30th reunion concert uh, to everybody in the room, and it's. Uh, was just a rare moment, a rare moment. Guitarist Gordon Kennedy. I think about, and I'm choking up thinking about it now. Part of me chokes up and gets emotional thinking about this song because I can see Rick and hear Rick singing this and getting emotional himself. And that always got me um, and will continue to get me. There's this other little precious nugget I'll share with you that um, doesn't get shared very much about that song. The guitar I'm using on that song is is a 1961 Gibson ES-335 that was my father's. And he bought that guitar new when I was, when I was, I was one. And he bought that guitar new, asked the guy at Hughley's Music down in Nashville if he could buy it on payments, you know, spread out over time to buy that guitar and he started using it on sessions. It's on pretty woman, Elvis, good luck, charm, Dylan's blonde on blonde, double album, stand by your man, which would be a great gospel title, by the way, for what we're talking about right now. Um, I, I, 
when I listen to that song now, and I, that song is my whole life just pouring, dumping it right on top of my head from the family I grew up in. the instruments I had access to and learned on mm. and then find myself in this band with people that I was learning from how to use all that and point it in the, in the right direction. Amen. Yeah, buddy. Mm. Amen. Gordon's dad, Jerry made a name for himself in the late 1950s as a session guitar player in Nashville. His red Gibson is in the musicians hall of fame behind glass right now. Uh, I'm I'm gonna see Ernesty e. Bass about going and help me get it out of there. <laughs> I do to you and you. It's me. It's me. It's Ernesty. E. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he's earned his place at, in that museum, and so I leave it down there, and I'll go get it every once in a while for special projects here and there. But it's behind glass down there with his dobro hmm. right now. That's sweet. Gordon joined Whiteheart back in 1984, two years before Rick. I went to actually Gordon's first concert uh, he had was the first time I ever saw Whiteheart. I was at, in college at Taylor University and Whiteheart came. While at Taylor, Rick met future CCM artist Jeff Moore when he stood in for the lead singer for his roommate's band. After college, Moore moved to Nashville and would later open for Whiteheart as Jeff Moore and the Distance. Rick graduated Taylor in 1984 with a biology degree and eventually joined Whiteheart on the road, not as a lead singer, but as a roadie. He would arrive early, load road cases, run cable, and anything else that needed to be done. Yeah, I got to tell you something about Rick. Um, You have to be the kind of person that is listening to the voice and hearing the voice speaking to you to be trusting enough to go with that kind of talent that he has to go push road cases. But he's listening to that voice, trusting God's moving him here because he's going to need him here later. So you just have to be that kind of person first. And he is that. Yeah. I still don't think he has any idea how good he is. I seriously don't. And I don't think he knows he's on right now. (laughs) I think that it's kind of not kind of, it's fun for me. Now, as I can look back to many moons ago and see who I was then, I mean, I still have a juvenile nature to me for sure, but I was like a juvenile uh, when I was in my early 20s and in in some ways in my faith uh, too. I didn't know it then as much as I did through time. But when you have a set of players and singers that are, you know, that leave to go play for Garth or Stevie Wonder or anybody, I never did anything before the band. And so I just thought that's what everybody was, you know, and like, dang, these guys are great. That's all I, I mean, at a level of not understanding what, you know, good, great, incredible, better, whatever. It was, I was, I had no idea how spoiled I was to have the people uh, around me that they were. It's just goofy 
that I got to do that. And the patience that people had to have with me in the studio, you know, first time walking up to a mic. Um, do I do it on this side or is it the other side? You know, uh, and they start to talk about Una and Omni and, you know, uh, all this, you know, Simpty time code, uh, which I don't even know if they do that anymore. I don't know. Um, it just all those things that I'm, I'm just, my wee brain is trying to gather all this stuff where these guys who've been already doing it for, you know, five years or more, they're studio rats that are on the cutting edge of everything that you do in recording. And, and that was great to be around these people that, well, you got this Atari 24 track, you know, and this other one, I, you know, all this kind of stuff was just like in a wonderland of, you know, insanity and like getting, okay, you're going to go on Apollo 13 now. I know you've never trained, but here you go. It's going to be really fun. Well, the the other thing you did, and I don't know if you remember this, <laughs> I'll bet Gordon remembers it. The other thing you did in his first time in the studio, and I have visual on it right now in my head, and he's standing in front of the microphone, and we hit a pause, and we're rolling back the tape, and I say to him, what did you just do? And he says, what? I said, what did you just do? I don't know. What did I just do? You just did a backflip from a standing position in front of the mic. You just did a backflip. I did. Yes, you did. You need to do that on stage. (laughs) Seriously, standing in front of the mic and out of nowhere, does a backflip in the studio. And, and, And it got to be a thing. Everywhere we'd go, people would cry out, backflip, backflip, backflip. And we we did the uh, 30th reunion of the Freedom Record. He let everybody know very early on that there would be no backflips this evening. Calling for backflips aside, if you are on the road long enough, you will get all kinds of requests. Mark, hey, Mark, didn't you get asked to pray for 11 seconds at a church? No, it was, it was, (laughs) it wasn't 11, it was 55. It's like, and I, and I realize this is a redundant question, but just how long is 55 seconds? I mean, when you're, it was for, I was doing a very large church and, and they wanted me and I was leading the band for the church and guest worship leader. And, and they said, yeah, we need you to pray for 55 seconds. And I just thought, you know, when you're, when you're in that place, what is 55 seconds, you know? Anyway, so, yeah, that remains just to me that same kind of thing. It's like, that's when God is not laughing, Gordon. <laughs> He's going like, yeah. we should write that song. I can't pray 55. <laughs> yeah. uh, see, that's, see, these are the stories that I love. I'm in. What are you doing this afternoon? <laughs> it's where songs come from, these kind of goofball things. It was even on the list, by the way. 55 seconds. It's on those cue sheets, right? There's a cue sheet. <laughs> wow. So what would have happened if Mark went long and prayed for, say, 57 seconds? Uh, you'd have been without the Holy Spirit for at least two of those seconds. <laughs> Walk off music while you're praying. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, good night! <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Thank you for listening as we continue through the song from My Heart's 1989 album, Freedom. Join us next week as we dive into Eighth Wonder. Yeah.